Welcome to Seeing Double Podcast. I am your co-host, Bradford Barth. And I'm your very squeaky host, Stephanie Kretz. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Squeaking Double. (laughs) (coughs) Oh my god, I might die by the end of this recording. (laughs) Kill Brad because I can't talk. (laughs) So, um, we have both been dealt a plight of illness. Clone disease. It struck us in different ways. Yep. <coughs> Gave Steph a slight fever, and now apparently... Barely. It was like 98.9. <laughs> now her vocal cords are dying. <laughs> yes. Because I also had a lot of fun last night, and I used them Extensively. Because I was laughing a lot with my friends, which is nice and wholesome. But it also made my throat sad. Yep. And it now sounds you like I can't it. talk. No, you can talk. I can talk. I just sound. This is very like... comical. Very yeah. comical. Nick said I sound like High Five Ghosts from Regular Show, which I just showed Brad a clip. Yep, and it's true. And he said that was accurate. That is very accurate. So here we are, because yeah, Brad was sick last week, and I kicked him out and wouldn't let him record. Yep, she did. Because <laughs> I didn't want to get sick for my birthday. And that wasn't the worst of me. That was the day it was just you know, sinus headaches and stuff, and I just felt miserable. But that's when you're the most contagious. The worst came later. <coughs> I thought then, I was past it. I'm like, sinus, because it was less... You told me your conditions, and I was like, no, you're in the middle of it. You're going to get really sick soon. And I did. Thank you. for. I know how, I know how these things go. You, you, I was dead for a week. Yep. I died. I literally... I'm your ghost host now. <laughs> I'm your squeaky host. Um, and then, so I had my birthday, which was really fun on Tuesday. Well, I mean, the day was fun. I went to lunch with my coworkers and whatever. Uh And then like literally as soon as it was like 1150, almost midnight, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, something's happening. Something's not right. And then I woke up and I was sick on Wednesday. Know what it was? What? Your friends from work. They're not sick. No, but they're patient zero. They weren't the ones who were sick. Actually, no, that's not true. Freya was sick. She didn't come to my birthday party. See? I know. See, I don't know. was upset I about that. I feel like that. literally everyone is sick, and so it could literally be anyone. I would love to know my patient zero. I'm sure it's just mm-hmm. Chicago, Chicago's fault. Chicago, yeah. With yeah. the whack weather we've been having. For sure. You know, 50s one day, then you're down in the 30s the next day. It's just crazy. It's bonkers. It is bonkers. <laughs> that was a fake voice. Because when I do the real voice, it sounds like this. But I can talk like this and it's fake. Well, then you should do that. No, because now I sound like Mickey Mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Golly gee, Brad, what what are we doing today on the podcast? We're doing an episode of Morphin Black. You know what? I can't remember the title. It's our 50th episode. (laughs) Isn't yes, that it exciting? Is. It's our 50th episode. <coughs> happy, happy anniversary, Stephanie. Happy anniversary. Because <laughs> I think it's somewhere about now where it would, would have been a year ago that we... Yeah, I know. I posted about it on Facebook the other yeah. day. I don't remember the title either, so I'm looking it up. It was Entangled Bank. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me while I die. <laughs> Please cut your cough sound. Your terrible sounding cough. Oh coughs. my goodness, that's why I'm walking away from the microphone. Okay. Um, All right. So, since you're ailed, and um, we, we should probably make this a quickie. We're going to try. We'll see how long my voice lasts. So, when we last left off, <laughs> Brad is going to keep laughing. <laughs> Yep. Um, we recently <laughs> found out that Beth has a doppelganger. Her name is Sarah Manning. And Art is wondering who the hell this lady is, because her mugshot came up when they ran the prints from the Jane Doe. Uh-huh. And they look, she looks exactly like Beth. 
Well, better hairstyle. Punk hairstyle. Yeah, I would, I would, I would make a claim that that's better. Depends on the person. Mm-hmm. They're both beautiful. Well, they are the same. <clears throat> I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're clones. They look exactly the same. It's true. And Art says, do you believe in doppelgangers? How about twins? <laughs> this is just such a mess. <laughs> I literally just got home from the train. And Sookie's like screaming in the background. <laughs> Welcome to episode 50. We're going to get real unprofessional. <laughs> storm of awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh man perfect storm all right oh yeah i you know i'm sorry i couldn't make it to your birthday by the way because you were dying yeah but i spent that whole weekend in bed yeah i missed your party and then i missed my mom's birthday celebration the day after crazy and then i pretty much have gone to bed early every day this week yeah, I went I spent- to bed at 3 a.m. It was bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it on in. purpose. <laughs> That's just how it comes out sometimes. <laughs> it's great. I love it. <laughs> so anyway, Art, do you believe in twins? Yeah, so they're going to investigate this doppelganger more. At the loft, Paul and Sarah just escaped the Neolution Club, and mm-hmm. they spent all night boning, presumably. Uh-huh. Pole, sorry. Pole pole and they wake up the next morning and they're spooning and it's very cute mm-hmm. um he just wants to keep he just is like in his head and he's thinking about what's going on with olivier and the clones and paul and sarah's like shh shut up shut up for a second we just, <laughs> just spoon please i thought i had a normal life for a moment yeah, there. she said for a second there i forgot i was a clone yep and then allison calls sarah and fee says oh good invite her too then we can all cuddle up with weight watchers and watch gray's anatomy <laughs> Allison said she's come back early from couples camp. She says that she and Donnie are getting a divorce. I need to get a microphone. <laughs> I swear. She's staring at the wall and screaming because of the poltergeist, I assume. Yep, it's a ghost. Sookie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what? Uh, oh, she forgot she was a clone. Oh, and spo- uh, oh, and that's right. Allison Invite is- Allison over for Weight Watchers and, and Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And Allison has called them, and she says she and Donnie are getting a divorce. Um, and she's still stressed out about who her monitor is. Mm-hmm. She knows it's not Donnie, so she thinks it's that bitch Ainsley. Mm-hmm. Um, those are, those that's that's a quote. Yeah, at some point she says that. Yep. My monitor is probably some bitch at this party. Something like that. Yep. 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 My monitor is probably one of those bitches upstairs. That's yeah, what she says. Exactly like that, too. That is what she says. In that exact same voice, because uh-huh. she was intoxicated <laughs> at the moment. And amazingly enough, you did that really well. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Can and you tell us says, more, Minnie? What? Can you tell us more, Minnie? Yeah. She says, I'm reclaiming my life, Sarah. Please respect that. Oh. oh. <laughs> <I couldn't>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry if nobody likes my voice like this. I'm sorry if this bothers you. I'll be back to normal next time. Yep. Hopefully. Hopefully, yes. Unless I keep recording podcast episodes and I'll never get better. <laughs> um, so Ainsley comes into her house and is... <laughs> Crazy cat has awoken. <laughs> oh my God. Hot mess. Okay. Yep. Ainsley comes in and she's trying to peek through all of Allison's mail. She's like holding it up to the light to look through it. She's a nosy bitch. Um, she tells Allison confronts her because she's surprised that she's back already. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'm just here to water the plants. And Allison's like, get the fuck out. And give me my key. Yeah. Which Ainsley is very offended. Wouldn't. Yeah, well, yeah. Because, you know. Because they're like BFFs and stuff. Right. If you're a BFF, though, you don't look at your friend's mail. Which, by the way, it looked like regular mail from a regular company and they all use that you can't look through it envelope i mean what are you trying to do ainsley she's trying to be a sneaky bitch well it's just just, they want us to think maybe things are different in canada (laughs) yes they want us to think 
<laughs> they want to. No. Okay. One more time. They want us to think she's her monitor. Yes. Well, she is, obviously. Come on. Yeah, of course. All the signs are pointing to it. At Mrs. S's house, there's a knock at the door, and Kira goes to answer it, but Mrs. S intervenes, which is foreshadowing for later on. It reminds us. She reminds us, though. We only open the door when someone's invited. And have we invited anybody? No. No. Smart. It's a smart smart. rule. It is smart. All you parents out there, teach your kids that rule. Yeah. Um, so who is at the door is Art and DeAngelis. They've come to talk about Sarah. Right. Which is, they believe that the body is Sarah's. Mrs. S says, but they're not on speaking terms, that she's an orphan, et cetera, et cetera. She doesn't know any more about it. Is this episode five? This is episode eight. You know, I got thrown for, because here, okay. Yes. Granted, we've been watching this very <laughs> slowly. and. In the year we've been doing this podcast, we're now on episode eight. <laughs> can I just Stacey's say so impatient to get to Rachel? Can I just say that I was surprised when they're like, "It's only been two weeks of time." Yeah, yeah. And in real time, eight weeks would have been two months yeah. for two weeks during airing, of course. Right. Well, I think the entire series takes place over about one and a half years. Really? Yeah. That's cool. I can't wait till we get you, to the end and you have that fun fact to tell us what the real thing is. Yeah, I'm not sure. But like you have to factor in. Baby. Baby. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that was like to the be last. Spoilery. Yeah. Okay. You have to factor in a lot of other things that are going on. Kira's and aging the, process. And the time between season three and season four starting. There's like three months in between there. Okay. When they are in. Okay. Um, anyway. So. Yeah, Mrs. S doesn't give them anything because she doesn't. She claims she doesn't know anything about Sarah. Blah blah blah. Well, that they're not on speaking terms. Yeah, that she, so she moved out know. when she became of age. And uh, what else? That's oh, and then she was just like me in shock that it took two weeks for them to get to her with her yeah adopted daughter being and that dead. as far as they know she's an orphan so she doesn't know anything about twins or whatever right. Kasima and Sarah are on the phone, and Kasima is drinking the Neo Kool-Aid right now because she has a crush on Delph Big D. What flavor is Neo Kool-Aid? I'm just curious. Probably. I don't know. I was looking at my tea like maybe it tastes like this. Chamomile? Chamomile. It probably tastes like stem cells. <laughs> but what does stem cells taste like? I don't know. I've never had <laughs> stem cells. Temps- wow. I've never had stem cell tea. You're the one that has to have it together. Huh? You're the one that has to have it together right now. We have to have it together? You have to have, you gotta have your shit together. Oh, well, you know, I'm gonna trip over my words <laughs> like I normally do. But my voice, it's as good as it would ever be. Yeah. All right, um, so she gives him no info. Yeah, she's explaining it all away, saying Olive, oh, Olivier only black bagged her because he thought Sarah was the killer. She's like excusing everything that happened at that club. Right. Um, and then they're mad at Cosimo because she got the science wrong. Right. She said, Sarah says, you said our DNA was was identical, but you know, somehow they knew she wasn't Beth. Right. And, and Sarah's like, whose bloody side are you on, Cosima? And, and Fee goes, oh, hang up. She's a freaky leaky. Oh, no. And they both closed their laptops very angrily. Did Cosima close hers? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I thought it was just Sarah. It was a double slam. Oh, because of the freaky leaky comment, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Which drives me crazy on shows when they close their laptop to end a conversation. Why? It's like, just end the application. <laughs> just press the hang up button. It, it, but it, then you don't get that same I feeling know. of slamming a door in somebody's face. Because it's like every single show when they're on a video get, chat, they slam it closed. Yeah, you get angrily. to watch the screen go. Yeah. Oh, there she is. Oh, what? oh but I when saw you open keyboard. it up, it's just going to be there again. Yeah, but, they will have, but your computer goes to sleep, so the call's hung up. I'm assuming, of course, that it's most people funny. don't change that setting. It's just funny to me. It, you, like, you don't like it when people slam me. crazy. I'm going to I would mess- just angrily slam the end button. <laughs> I'm going to... End call. I'm going to video call you one day and try to make you angrily hang up on me. Good luck. Yeah, it's true. I'm too charming and lovable. <laughs> You're just too nice, Brad. <laughs> um, can try, though. Darn it. <laughs> Give it the old college try. Um, yeah. College try, by the way, is 12 parts liquor, one part 
not thinking straight. Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, Sarah and Felix are still really worried about Allison, and Fee is convinced that Ainsley is her monitor because he experienced her at the party. Right. Um. So Ainsley's asking her all the stuff about her and Donnie and how she's doing. She tells her that Allison needs to have some me time. Mm-hmm. But Allison is like, no, I'm going to keep doing what I usually do. She's going to go to the, she's going to do her ice skating coaching. Right. She's going to do everything. And she gets her key back and Ainsley says she won't ask her for her key back. And she's not going to abandon her. Why, 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 why do you women do these things? Because we're It's bitchy. just not, it's not good to hold grudges. I mean, it, it ages you. <laughs> I mean, Ainsley would drive me crazy. Well, she's a bit snoopy. Tad bit possibly controlling. Mm-hmm. You know. She's a little bit manipulative. I bet you she's the president <laughs> of the uh, association that they live in, I'm assuming. Yeah. Because, you know, they're the probably HOA. in a gated community. Yeah. Yeah. The HOA fees are probably astronomical. But it's Canadian money, so it's actually cheaper than you think. <laughs> Paul. 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 Goes <laughs> Goes to the hospital to visit Olivier, who is face down after his tailectomy. <laughs> Courtesy of Helena. Yeah. He's kind of giving him some threats and whatever. Big D goes to meet with Leaky and tells him that Cosima made a pass at her. Mm-hmm. And then he's like creepily stroking her face mm-hmm. while asking her to find out what clones Cosima's talking to. To get deeper. To get deeper and like basically use whatever you can to get close to Cosima. Yeah, because he needs to know if his experiment is bust. Yeah. It's a pretty good plan. And then we get some screechy music, like my voice. <laughs> it's the first time we've ever done it right. Oh, it's beautiful. Can you practice that every week? <laughs> uh, which signifies Helena time. She's eating a bunch of sugar packets that she stole from that diner, I assume, that she met Sarah at. Um, I thought they were, like, crystal light or something. They were sh- there was, like, sugar packets. It was those, like, long sugar packets. Oh, okay. I've seen those before. I don't go out and eat much in diners with wood paneling, yeah. so I wouldn't know. I mean, that's my jam, diners. With wood paneling? Yeah, of course. Okay. Like the Twin Peaks diner. Of course, yes, where they have a damn fine cup of coffee yeah um and she's so she's eating sugar packets and sniffing sarah's leather jacket and she finds a letter inside that has photos of kira and a letter from kira to mummy mummy back at the loft sarah and felix are being kind of cute sarah's like (laughs) rubbing her foot all over his face yep and he's like get your smelly foot out of here i don't know they're just being really adorable it's like stop it and siblingy and then she asks him if it smells and he goes yeah it smells like a foot <laughs> he said foot weird yeah foot. Smells like a foot <laughs> smells like a foot yeah they're being just adorable but then mrs s crashes the party yep and they like immediately are into like panic kid mode like mom's here oy oy she's got some shit to deal oy with oy mrs s yeah and he's <laughs> Felix goes, who wants mimosas? <laughs> and what does she say? Um, she says, I was tempted to... Shut your gob, shut and, your gob sh- and sit down sit or down. something? She said, yeah, because they told her that Sarah was dead. And she says, I was tempted to claim the remains and feed them to both of you on toast. Ooh, nice burn. <clears throat> Would it be burnt toast because they're remains? I'm, you know, just curious. Because that seems like... They would have to be burnt toast, you know, because it's remains, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, I was plugging my computer back in. It was like 20%. 20%? That's like another seven hours. Not on this thing. It, drank, it was at like 40 a minute ago, and now it's 26. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so. Um. Art. Oh man, now we're back to screechy time. It got okay there for a minute. Uh-huh. Um, Art <laughs> finds the death certificate that Sarah jumped in front of the train. So she can't be Jane Doe because that person's already been identified as Sarah and the body in the gravel crusher is Jane Doe and she is the one that has the matching prints to Sarah. Right. So then they go down to the morgue. Not yet. Oh, no, not yet. Um... Sarah walks in as Beth. Is this when he goes, would you believe triplets? 
Yeah, they like make a bunch of yeah, they make a bunch of jokes like that. Um, but yeah, then Sarah comes in as Beth. Yep. She walks into the precinct and they talk to her and show her a picture of Sarah's headshot. I thought that was after the morgue. Nope, it's the morgue is later. Okay. My timeline's all screwed up. They have to go visit Felix after the morgue. Okay. Okay. And Sarah's left the loft now to okay. talk to them. Gotcha. Um. Oh, so they're because of the Sarah Manning photo looking like Beth. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. They ask if they've ever seen this girl before, and she says, yeah, in a mirror. And um, I guess people have lookalikes. They think that she, they're accusing her of basically burying the fingerprints to hide her connection, mm-hmm. which is exactly what she did. She's trying to find out more. Like She's basically trying to dig and find out what they know about her right. while they're trying to do the exact same. And nobody really wins except that. They tell her she's a civilian and they can't show her anything on the case. Yeah. So she puts the photo down, and then they pluck it up with gloves and get it tested for fingerprints. Yep. Put it in an evidence bag. Don't forget about Mm -hmm. that. And ask the lab to put a rush on it. (coughs) There's all these procedural things. Yeah. Back in Bailey Downs. Dun, dun. (laughs) Because we just did a bunch of procedural things. Yeah. Yeah, So I I wanted to do that, you know. Um, Word of Allison's divorce has spread. Or her supposed impending divorce. Right. So Allison has to face lots of comments from people at the ice skating rink, even though her kids aren't even in attendance. Right. They're at her parents, or they're with her mother. Um, they're all just like, oh, I heard about what happened. It's so sad. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Snipey, bitchy comments from mm-hmm. the neighbors. Yep. Nosy Nellies. Nosy Nellies. Um, Ainsley tries to take over as coach, and Allison is not having it, because she already told her. Don't gonna, show up. She's going to keep doing her duties. And, um, she's like, what you doing here? Doing the Z snap. Z formation, yeah. Yeah. She didn't Um, do that for real, but in my head, that's what she did. (laughs) Yeah, she should have. And then they have a fight, and then Allison storms out, and then she sees Chad, Ainsley's husband, smoking weed in a minivan. Well, let's be fair. First, she smelled weed. Then she was looking for where the weed stank was coming from. (laughs) And then Chad saw her looking his way, and through his... Joint, doobie, whatever it's called, out the other window. And then she was gone in his side view mirror, only to appear, poof, in the other window. <laughs> Picking it up and taking a hit. Yep. And she says, this is the first I've had since God's spell in college. Got any more? And so she gets in the minivan and they start, like, flirting at each other. Um, Allison's getting kind of high. I mean, Chad's already high, probably. Yeah, of course. They're just talking about they're talking about each other's butts and how they probably work out. Well, she was um, talking about his running at two in the morning and yeah. looking good in his tank top, and yeah. <coughs> he was saying she looked good and had nice glutes. And he, she says, "I bet you could bench press me. I bet you could bounce me like a ball." <laughs> <laughs> I love Allison. And I like this next line coming up from her. I'm objectifying you sexually. Because he's like, what's going on here? To <laughs> so get back at Tommy. And then they start very ferociously making out mm-hmm. and eventually move to the back seat and start boning. And the van is a shaking. So don't come a knocking when the it's, van is a rocking. It's bouncing away in the parking lot. But those the, curious kids, they wanted to come a knocking. Obviously, did. nobody ever taught them that one. No. And how, how going to happen said b said later there's no way that that mom saw what was going on in that van because those back windows were very very tinted they weren't very foggy and that from their boning yes tinted and foggy i'm sorry yeah how did she know how did anybody know that allison was fucking i object <coughs> maybe they waited in their car and waited for the passengers to disembark from the vehicle because they're nosy bitches. Yeah. Someone had to see and someone had to tell Ainsley, I'm sure. Yeah, well, 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 yeah. Because isn't the next scene? Later on, yeah. The, the uh, later Allison scene, yeah. Okay, yeah. At the hospital, I guess Paul's been babysitting Olivier. <laughs> and, with, and he kind of threatens him with the info he knows about the clones and stuff and about him. Mm-hmm. He says his real name is Kevin. And he has a lot of sex warrants. Uh-huh. Gross. In Washington, right? Yeah. So stateside. 
So he's basically threatening him with information that he will let it get out because he's like on. I guess he could get arrested if people find out he's like moved. To well, a Canada's state. Canada does extradite to the U.S. There you go. So if he has warrants out for his arrest, he and he well because his threat was like, when he said the organization knows he's like <coughs> yeah, but the police don't. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, here we go. So they must be a doozy. What yeah. he's got warrants out for him on. Because he's threatening him hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, Big D goes to visit Kasima in her, in her dorm, her apartment, whatever. Um, she Kasima apolog- apologizes for smooching, and says, "I just want to make like crazy science with you." Um, Is that what the kids are calling it these days? Yeah. Kasima wants to make crazy science and crazy science. Hey Stephanie, you want to make crazy science with me? Yeah, let's get some baking powder. And make a volcano. And make it's exactly it what I was thinking. <laughs> we could do some LED lights. <laughs> It'd be sweet. <laughs> um, Big D starts flirting back at her since Freaky Leaky. Or wait, what were we calling Leaky last time? I don't remember. Cheeky Leaky. Cheeky Leaky. Yeah, there was you that go. one of them? Sneaky Leaky. Sneaky Leaky. It was Sneaky Leaky. He was pretty cheeky Leaky last time too. Because they were calling her Cheeky. Yeah. This girl is Cheeky. Um, so yeah, Big D's <coughs> flirting back at her since Sneaky Leaky told her to dig deeper, and then suddenly they're smooching. Oh, Big D and Kasima. Not Leaky. Yeah. Well, no. <coughs> he promptly opens the door and lets her out. That was a while ago. After the weird face rubbing. Yeah. The gentle stroking of, right. of her facial skin. hair. skin. <laughs> Allison drives home and she's singing one of my favorite 90s songs, Bitch. By Meredith Brooks. And what other songs are by Meredith Brooks? None. Nobody knows. (laughs) (laughs) I have her album. Couldn't tell you another song off that album if you wanted to. I'm a lover. I'm I'm a a child. child, I'm a mother. I'm a sinner. I'm a saint. I do not feel ashamed. And then she pulls up and Ainsley's in the street waiting for her. Well, she walks into the street. Yeah. She's out doing her neighborhood watch. <laughs> and then <laughs> For Allison. they're screaming at each other. And she, Allison says, you're a sleazy watcher spy. And then they start having a slap fight with Allison out of the car window. And Ainsley trying to reach into the car to hit uh-huh. her. And then Ainsley bounces her face on the steering wheel. Uh-huh. And then Allison kicks the door out and uh-huh. kicks and knocks Ainsley backwards down. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then they start wrestling. Uh-huh. And then we don't see anymore. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no girl fight for you. We always cut the cat fight off early. <laughs> God. <coughs> um, Art and DeAngelis visit the morgue. Mm-hmm. Here you go. There we go, yep. They see the photo of Beth's dead face, and Colin has to give them Fee's info because he's the one that they identified the body. Yep, and there's records and blah, blah, yeah. blah. But. So he, he calls... He calls his boyfriend Felix yep. to, to warn him that they're coming and that Sarah needs to get the fuck out of there. Um, and well, so, he doesn't know that Sarah's alive. He's just calling to let Felix know that Yeah, the but I'm just saying, coming. in general, Sarah has to get the fuck out of there. Oh, yeah. In gen- I'm not saying he said that. Gotcha. And so then, but then they hear a knock at the door and they think, oh shit, they're already here. But who's at the door? Allison. Sad, drunk Allison. She says, my, she's just like, bad things have happened to me. <laughs> I love her. I love little precious drunk Allison. She's the best. And so he's just like, okay, whatever. And then he sends Allison off with Sarah. Yep. And so this is also one of my favorite scenes, the Sarah and Allison scene. She's like driving. Sarah and Allison are driving in the car. She, Allison confesses that she shagged Chad. Yeah. And Sarah like looks over at her and she has like this like this smile on her face. <laughs> she's just like, whoa. And she's literally, she tells her. I seriously underestimated you. I hope you kicked her ass. Yep, yep. And then Allison goes, I did, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> They're just so cute. Sarah suggests that they come out to the people that they love because it might help solve some of their problems. And they won't have to keep lying, like to Mrs. S, to Donnie, maybe oh, okay. even. Gotcha. Um, about the clone thing. I thought you were talking about Sarah's and Allison's un known secret, secret love, love for each I other mean, 
I mean, I just clone cest, you know, whatever you want to yeah. do, whatever you want to do. <laughs> clone cest is the best. Better than incest, I guess. Is it? I mean, you're not technically related. It would only be you're not. It would only be incest if it was Sarah and Helena. You have the same DNA. Yeah, but they weren't born the same. But they have this. They're the <laughs> same person. It's just the most. It's just the most intense form of narcissism on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> I love myself 98 million times. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, <coughs> Sneaky Leaky sneaks into the hospital to visit Olivier. Ooh. He kind of threatens him a little bit. Um, I don't know. I didn't really pay attention because I didn't really care. Um, oh, well. Blah, blah, blah. Olivier. Paul. Paul is doing, finishing up his threatening. And then because he's a black ops ex-military guy. The second Leaky touches that handle, Paul, Paul <coughs> flips into, and you got to quit blaming yourself, like immediate axe switch. It was great. Yeah. And then Leaky is there for the info, which was Paul was saying, as long as you keep it to one person, because I altered all the video and whatnot, you'll be fine. So Leaky came for his account personally. Yes. And what's the first thing he says? What's the guy's name? Olivier? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, she took my tail. Oh. Yeah. He was really attached to that thing. He was literally and figuratively. <laughs> um, it just, I was just... But later on... The fact that it was a part of him jumped into my head as I was saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then later on, we see a guy come in and inject Olivier with something in his foot. Mm-hmm. And then he starts seizing and dies. Mm-hmm. The end. And he says, "Curse." Doctor Leaky sends his regards. Oh, yep. There we go. Yep. Like the Lannisters send their regards. <laughs> it's literally the same line. Yep. <laughs> Game of Clones. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he dies. Bye, bye, Olivier. No one, no one wanted you here anyway. <laughs> yep. Um, guess who just got laid? Allison. We just talked about it. Well, yeah, and and who else? Oh, Cosima. Sima and Big, and Big D. D. Yep, they got their bone on. Um, sure. Cause can you call it boning? Yeah. But there's no bone. Doesn't matter. There's other things. <laughs> you telling me that that crazy bitch Casima doesn't have a, a lots and lots of toys? I I would not begin to even speculate <laughs> Smart. on such matters. Smart move. Thank Moving you. on. Moving on. <laughs> Cosima suggests they get some ice cream. Or no, wait, sorry. Delphine suggests they get some ice cream. She's got a name now. Sorry, Big D suggests they get some ice cream. Um, and Cosima, Cosima offers to run to the store to get her some Eskimo pies. Mm-hmm. And then she just puts a coat on over her bra and underwear. Yeah. Which is kind of ridiculous to me. She even put on shoes. No. She put on a coat. She put on a coat no shoes. over her bra and underwear. Like, bitch, it's cold there. No shoes, no shirt, no service. She broke all the rules. <laughs> she broke all the rules. That, that fucking market better have been like in the lobby of the building or something. I'm sure she put on shoes. We just didn't uh, yeah. know. Because Delphine, like, or Big D, like waited a minute and was like. And yeah. then as soon as Cosima was gone, that bitch got out of that bed and started tearing uh-huh. apart the house. Well, mm-hmm. not tearing apart. She started snooping all around. And her undergarments did not match. How dare she? Dark underwear with a light colored bra. I mean. Don't hate. Come on. We all do that. But, okay. I wouldn't know. <clears throat> I don't do that. You don't have to wear upper parts. That's true. Do you know how hard it is to find matching things every day? It's just impossible. <laughs> You'd have to have like 20 bras. <laughs> to match your 20. Yeah. I mean, you just don't get them together all the time? No. <laughs> Girls buy like 10 pairs of underwear and then one bra. <coughs> because bras are like $60 each. Jeez. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Take it up with the patriarchy. <laughs> I'm going to. This makes no sense. I know. It's like it's fucking annoying. That's more than I would spend on a pair of jeans. Jeans! Yeah. And you're paying 60 bucks for... Under something no one even sees. Except f- me. A slingshot. <laughs> Double yeah. barrel slingshot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you can get bras for like $10, $15, but they're not good. 
Okay. If you want to get ones that will last, you got to pay like 40 to 60. Okay, gotcha. Thanks. Um, I'll keep that in mind next time I buy <laughs> just, somebody a bra. Just saying. So she finds, she gets, she opens her computer and finds a USB drive that has all the clone info. And she finds out how many clones that Kasima knows about. But then she also figures out that Sarah has a kid. Mm-hmm. Which is bad that she knows that. Right. Because none of them are supposed to have children. Right. But I don't think we know that yet. We don't know that yet. Okay. Um, so it's an anomaly that Sarah has a child. Well, none of them, the other ones don't. Well, it's, oh. anom- it's an anomaly on Cosima's paperwork. Right. Because there's all these people. And Kira. And then there's Sarah, who has Kira, which is a question mark. Yeah. And dot- I'm sure the dotted lines mean something. It's just the connection to her. Yeah, I know, but she had dotted lines between certain things and solid lines oh. between others. Yeah. Like, um, I think from all of, like, she knew all of them were the same. Uh, Kasima, Allison, and Beth. Right? Those are the only three? Yeah. She knew they were all connected. And then there was a dotted line to Sarah, but a solid line between the three of them. Probably because Sarah is weird. Okay. Yep. They had that fight earlier before she drew that thing and she's like, I am not going to put a solid line here because yeah. I am upset. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was just her, her revenge. <laughs> um, Delphine, Big D calls Leaky and tells her all the ones she knows about but doesn't tell her about Kira. Right. She also sell, says that it's a natural thing She's trying to find out about her self and her... Oh, yeah. Like, her curiosity is normal to figure out who she is. Right. Sarah comes home to Mrs. S's house. She hangs up Helena's coat on the hook, which is because she and Helena switched clothes when they were trying to fool Olivier. Mm-hmm. And she tells Mrs. S that it's time to tell her what's going on. Mm-hmm. And so then she brings in poor, sad, drunk Allison. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mrs. S is, like, immediately compassionate. Which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have a little chat over whiskey, and <laughs> Allison cries. And Mrs. S figures out that Allison was the one that came to see Kira right. that one time in her place. <coughs> and Allison says, "We're all messed up except you, Sarah." And Sarah says, "I'm the biggest mess there is." And Allison says, "No, no, because you just say f it." I tried to say f it today, and I blew up my whole life. I just wanted to say f this, f you. And I effed it. I effed it all up. <laughs> and then she accidentally like whacks her cup over. Uh-huh. And Mrs. S cleans it up. <laughs> and she calls her chicken and helps her to the guest bedroom. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh. My favorite thing sweet. that Mrs. S did is when Allison was talking to somebody, she went and grabbed the whiskey bottle and then Mrs. S took it away from yeah. her. <laughs> she like very slyly <laughs> took it. <laughs> like, you don't need any more chicken. <laughs> no, she didn't need any more whiskey. What? She didn't eat any more whiskey. Yeah. There was no chicken on the table. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> that scene is just really sweet and I like it a lot. And you can kind of see Sarah in the background get like breaking a little bit. Like she's giggling a lot when when Allison is talking, uh-huh. which is very funny. I think she just thinks Allison is so ridiculous, but she's also enjoying her having a mental breakdown because oh, yeah. she thought that she was like the Bitchy, it's, it's perfect. like perfect soccer mom, and right. she's just a fuck up like the rest of them. Like a normal, as Felix would call her. A, norm, a normal, yeah. Yep. Speaking of Felix, Art and D'Angelo show up there and interrogate Felix, but he manages to kind of scrape through it without uh-huh. giving up too much. But Art is like looking through all the paintings that he has, and he's like, oh, it's just my sister's. It's like how I was grieving. I was painting these, my right. sister's identities. I, I call it. Twisted. Twisted sister. Yeah, I call the line Twisted Sister. But after he after they leave the loft, Art recognizes Fee's voice as the one who called him when he was waiting outside for Sarah to come out. That's why you one, gotta buy a voice changer. As people. the one who said, I'm I want to talk to you about Beth Childs, and he went, Oh shit, never mind. Right. Wrong number. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so he does something sneaky. Oh, and he calls him. He calls the number that called him. Yep. And then he hears Felix pick up in the other room. Uh-huh. And then D'Angelola. D'Angelus. D'Angelus wants to bring him in right away. And he's like, no, I want to see where this goes. Yeah. 
So now that it's all out in the open, Mrs. S and Sarah are kind of talking about it a little bit more now. She tells Sarah that there were some children that were in the black or outside the system, uh-huh. documented. And these kids were the subject of medical experiments, which is what she assumed Sarah was because she was one of the children in the black. Okay. But Sarah just wants to know who she is. And Mrs. S says, you're still you. You're a survivor. And while they're chatting, Kira comes down the stairs, presumably for, you know, a glass of juice. I don't know. Who knows? A tinkle. A tinkle. A little kid thing. Maybe not a bad dream, etc. But then she sees movement in front of the door mm-hmm. and she goes to the door while Mrs. S and Sarah are distracted. She pulls the curtain back and sees Helena there. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of smile at each other and they touch each other's hands through the glass. And then Kira unlocks the door for her. Smiling. She was very happy Smiling. about she this. She was very yeah. happy because... She gets to see another mommy lookalike. Yeah. This is great for her. Yeah, she's got so many aunties now. Yeah. And I think And now that, I'm just realizing something. But then, you know, I guess they probably have sensed the draft or something and they look over and they see that the door is open and that the Helena code is gone. And Sarah's was back, right? And Sarah's, I think, was back there. And so she runs, Sarah freaks the fuck out, naturally. Of course. Runs outside and sees Helena leading Kira, leading Kira away. So she chases after her. This was very stressful. <laughs> this was like probably the most stressful moment of the show thus far, I think. Because you think that. Because you don't know what Helena's up to. We just don't know what her motives are. That's true. At this point. We do in a minute, though. Like she's been helping Sarah in weird ways, but she's also fucking crazy. And trying to kill all the. Trying to kill clones. Fake. The not real people. Yeah, we can't tell if she wants to kill Kira if she or what. Because she left that little boy alive. Yeah. And that was fine. But it's just like, what is going on? But she gave a message to Sarah for that little boy. Yeah, she did. Um, Helena takes is taking Kira and she says she's taking her to meet someone. And I bet I know who that was supposed to be. Um, what's his face? Yep. Uh Fishman. Fishman, yeah. <coughs> what was his name? I have to hear Helena say it. Oh my god. We'll come to you in a second. <laughs> and the answer is Tomas. Tomas, good job you did it. I remembered. <laughs> good job. I'm proud of you. She, Helena says basically that Sarah isn't real. And Kira's like, of course she is. And Helena, Helena, what happened to you? They stop in an alley and kind of chat a little bit. Mm-hmm. And As you do and when Helena's you're abducting <laughs> children. <laughs> Helena says, I don't know. And then Kira hugs her. Just like very compassionately, like hugs, genuinely gives hugs her a heel. hug. Hugs heel. And Helena starts to cry. And, and hug her back awkwardly. And hugs her because she doesn't know what this feeling is. She's probably never experienced like real... Yeah, it was almost like she was Edward Scissorhands and trying not to cut the person with her fingers. And so something about this interaction completely changed her mind. And she and she hears Sarah like freaking out in the background, crying and calling for Kira. And so she just says, Good night, Angel, and lets her go back to her mommy. Mm Mm-hmm. And everyone lives happily ever after. Right? No. Come on. And then she let her go back. Kira's going out into the street to meet Sarah. And she's like, Mommy. And then Sarah's across the street. And Helena's watching from the alley. And then she just gets fucking raped by a car. Come on. That kid goes flying so far. I was what? so traumatized. What parent doesn't teach their kid to look both ways before crossing the street? No. Oh. I was so traumatized. Sarah and Helena are both fucking traumatized. It's well, I think awful. Sarah's freaking out, but Helena's freaking out even more. Yeah, because she feels responsible for it. Obviously. Well, she should. Well, yeah, yeah she, she let her out held, of the safety yeah, of her house. She should have. <laughs> she should have held her hand and helped her across the street. Right. I mean, like any grown adult would. She should do. not have abducted her in the first place. <laughs> well, okay. <clears throat> if you're gonna put it that far back, I mean, <laughs> suppose you're right. Sarah and this is I should have taught her <laughs> safety. When you get across the street, pumpkin, monkey, monkey, look left, then right. Unless we're in Britain, then look right, then left. Yeah. So, I think that 
because we don't really know this yet, but Kira has like a weird, well, I guess we kind of do because Kira knew immediately that Allison wasn't Sarah. Right. So I feel like she just has a sense about the clones. Like she feels we know. something. Yeah. She feels something with them. And I think that she knew that Helena was a, was good. Well, you know, and that's why she went with her. They say parents and children have a psychic sort of link, right? Mm-hmm. And since all the clones are exactly the same, why wouldn't she have a link with all yeah, of them? Yeah, exactly. So there you go. <coughs> science. It saved us all. Thanks, science. Well, I got a lot of shit to read now. <laughs> Fun. Fun facts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Hit us. Nope. Okay. Madam Squeaky. Felix tells Art that, you know, his Sarah paintings are called Twisted Sister. Um, this is a nod to the heavy metal band Twisted Sister. No. A band whose music often explores themes of parent versus child conflicts. Oh, interesting. So my next facts are from the Orphan Black. Um, yeah, Orphan Black. That's correct. Orphan Black blog. Okay. That's hard to say. Yep. Uh, so. From the OBB. The OBB. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> Uh, further to Tatiana's brilliant suggestion that Hel- Helena be motivated motivated more by love than hate, her evolving relationship with Sarah has become a gut-wrenching tap dance with her own development versus the lives she might have had, had her own life been anything like the others. We imagine that following the, the treat of a lunch with Sarah and the opportunity to confront Olivier, Helena's reaction to learning the clone she felt closest to was capable of producing such a pure innocence would absolutely rock her beliefs to her core. Mm-hmm. Um, a child makes Sarah a mother. A child makes Sarah make uh, sorry, ugh, sorry. A child makes Sarah a mother. A child makes Helena confront her morality at its essence. Oh, it's interesting that also, and then that's, and then Allison singing, "I'm a bitch. I'm a mother." Yeah. Also, it's just like a motherly theme going on. I suppose you're right. Um, I just had that spark of thought. Do you think there's something that would make her challenge her beliefs to the core because the idea that a fake person couldn't have a kid and she was supposed to be the real one and then how can Sarah (coughs) have had a kid? How could she have created this precious little child? Thinking, am am I not the real one? Have I been fed a lie? I think she's thinking either she's not the real one or the whole thing's a lie and they're all... Because like that's what Sarah also told her is like, they're, like she told she told her that when they were having the confrontation in the apartment. Right. That they're all the same. There's not one that's better than the other. There's no like neither of them or none of them are the original. Uh-huh. They're all just what they are. And I think that's like obviously the theme through the whole show is just their identity crisis. They're like separate identity crises. Right. Um, Nurture over nature. Mm-hmm. Olivier, who's played by David Richmond. Peck was a vital character with a key role to play in unveiling the clone conspiracy. We were just as devastated to kill him (laughs) as you were to lose him. No, I was cool with it. Um, (laughs) But he was always intended to be middle management. (laughs) Merely another pawn with another set of personal travesties hanging over his head to serve a larger agenda. So look out there, middle management people. Uh When you get let go, you get let go. In a way, Olivia was just another victim of what's really going on. His ultimate demise reminds us of what Paul assured Sarah in earlier episodes. This is serious, and messing with this machine never comes without some lethal consequence. There is too okay. much at stake not to tie up loose ends. Mm-hmm. Once Olivier has lied to Leaky, he signed his own death warrant. Gotcha. The contraption Olivier is in at the hospital actually exists. It's a special brace for keeping pressure off of patients' backs. In Olivia's case, his stump. <laughs> The idea of Olivier being forced to lay down and communicate with mirrors is brought to you by our brilliant art department who's, who brought photos of real-world contraptions used to facilitate folks in similar, if not identical, circumstances. The th- stuff coming out of Olivier's mouth when he dies are created by, with egg whites. Okay. Gross. I'm assuming whipped. Yeah, probably. Foamy final flailings. Okay. That's what they called it. They gave him rabies. His foamy final flailings. Um, this, this episode was directed by Ken Girati, who also directed things like Vikings, Damages, etc. Um, during his time with the episode, he managed to give 
a new mobster nickname to every crew member on deck. <laughs> Serbian Eyeball, Johnny Donuts, and Donna the Slap. I don't know why I put that in there. I think I just copy-pasted everything. Donna the Slap really must be the, the slapper girl. Oh, yeah. Yep. <coughs> why is he giving a mafia nickname? I don't know. Um, <laughs> your, new, your new mafia nickname is Jimmy Meatballs. <laughs> because you're the caterer. Um, <laughs> please tell us you didn't just kill Kira. All we can tell you is that despite a blizzard, dizzying fog, an ice storm, and pouring rain, no clones were harmed in the making of this episode. <laughs> However, you will definitely want to come back next week to see what all, or in a few weeks, in our case, yep. to see what all this clone-on-clone intrigue is really going to cost. Right. Dot, dot, dot. Guess who's in next week's episode? Finally. Stacy. Oh, Stacy's in it? No. I didn't know she was in this episode. Her, her I'm going to watch for her. Her baby is in it. Her baby's in it? Yeah. Uh, Rachel, thank you. She had to mouth it to me because I almost, well, I didn't almost forget. I literally, literally couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Offended. All right. How was our clone count? Okay. Are we including photos? <coughs> Probably not. Okay. I didn't even keep track. Then uh, you are including clones play though. Oh, yeah. So one, two, three, four, five. You have to say it aloud. Cosima. Yeah. Allison. Sarah. Helena. Helena. Sarah and Sarah well. clones painting Beth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And then if we're going to go for pictures. All of the pictures of the clones. I think there were five there off were five to the left. Ones. I think it was like the Daniel Fournier, Katja, et cetera. Those yeah. people. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. Cool. Tragic end to an episode. Yeah, I could go a long time without seeing Procure getting reamed by that car. Yeah. It was pretty terrible. Car took hardly any damage. She just fucking goes... Yeah, she just bounced right off of it. It's crazy. It's terrible. Okay, I I need to stop talking. I would have been interested to see how they actually filmed that. Yeah, I wonder. But it wasn't in your fun facts. It was not in my fun facts. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I'm running out of steam here. So, as usual... You can follow us on Twitter at CDoublePod. Uh, you can send us an email for suggestions and comments at to CDoublePodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes or your other podcast posting yes. site. And uh, <laughs> until next time. I'm Stephanie Kratz. <laughs> I'm Brad for Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.